podcast it is sunday by the way i did something yesterday yesterday morning to be exact forgot to upload it so i'm going to do all that when the time is right i'm back once again though jersey judah red pill party podcast it is sunday the 6th of march and uh this year has been disturbingly fast we are already at the third month of the year. Everything's been going by disturbingly fast. Um, by the way, it's 921 right now, AM. Doing something in the AM. Right? For you for the morning people out there, including myself, because well, I became a morning person. I figure like with my job, like I can't I can't stay up as much as I would like to. So what I do is when I get home from work, I pretty much go to sleep. That way I can wake up at like 7.30, 8.30. That will be perfect, especially a day where I have to go to work. I have like close to five hours to make music, five hours to shit, shower, and shave, five hours to smoke, five hours to podcast and do whatever I want to do. And the weekends, it's even better. Um, last night, I had... I had picked up a care package from my homeboy and he had some shit called Larry Bird. By the way, um, <laughs> the strand of the week, not just today, but tomorrow going into Friday, if I can hold this amount of weed until then. The strand of the week is Larry Bird, okay? 
I didn't know. Matter of fact, just to be safe, I'm looking at this shit. It's like, Larry Bird, what the fuck is this? Some smoking basketball players, nigga? I'm not trying to do that. But, boy, oh boy, I smoked that motherfucker and I was high as a bird. Um, I think what I was supposed to do, my original plan was, if I'm not mistaken, was to do something last night because I did something yesterday morning. I left off the episode with one video I never got a chance to speak on, and it was by Anthony Spade. We're going to continue with that and the Sigma Male Mindset. And I'm thinking about Sigma Male Mindset Monday for tomorrow. Manosphere Monday will still be a thing. As you guys know, I talk about the Manosphere a lot here anyway, so it doesn't make a fucking difference if it's in the title or not. But I'm going to do the Sigma Male Mindset Mondays episode tomorrow night. Today, we got we got a doozy for you. I was trying to look up this strand, but I don't feel like wasting all my fucking time and energy. I may have to put my phone on a charger. Luckily, I have my charger in the car with me. Uh, let's go to my playlist. We have videos today. And I wanted to do this. I mean, I was I was trying to do something similar um, yesterday. But yesterday's episode was uh, very discombobulated. I guess you guys, when I upload it, you guys won't notice any difference. But on my phone, I'm recording on an actual recording app that's pretty clear. You know what I mean? The clarity is really good. Picks up sound and all that. And what I can do is I can start recording something, pause it, go in, start my job, clock in, preparate, eat, shit, do whatever I got to do, and then get back to it when I have a chance. The only problem with doing that is if I'm on a particular subject matter, Unless I have that jot down or, or text or typed on my phone, I'm not going to remember what I'm going off of. So that was that was the issue with yesterday's episode. And I wanted it. I wanted to finish it off last night, but I wasn't thinking if I was thinking properly before I stopped. What I did yesterday, I would have just simply paused it and then continued on later on that night. <clears throat> but it is what it is. You live and you learn. Hopefully you guys are enjoying your weekend. My weekend wasn't too bad. Typical. Uh, today is crappy. It's actually like a little gray clouds, little rain here and there compared to yesterday. Yesterday was beautiful. Um, 50 degrees Fahrenheit still. Good enough weather to still go for a drive. Like that's what I do. Um, I'm waiting for the, the weather to really break so I can actually start walking, start exercising in that sense. And then I've talked about this before, you know, since I, I've been skateboarding. I've been skateboarding since 2001, maybe 2000. So that's like sixth grade. So that's 2000, year, literally the year 2000. And um, I'm very excited, very excited for the weather to break to get back onto the skateboard. <clears throat> Because that was a big part of my um, self-development growing up as well. But yeah, this episode, we're going to go all the way through. It doesn't matter how long it takes. I don't want to take too long. 
and I know I won't be able to go long because I don't have access to anything else besides these four videos at the moment. Um, we got a fresh and fit clip. We got uh, a couple of videos from Replicant Fish speaking on one of the most... Like, if you think about this, men, I like looking at, like, the iceberg. You know the iceberg videos that are on YouTube now? A lot of these iceberg videos that explain the deep dark and, you know, the, you know, the deep web and the dark web and all this other shit. And then there's, like, they use it for anything, right? Like, so, uh, violent in video games. There's an iceberg on it. Of course, the first level being essentially, you know, um, honorable mentions maybe. And then the final, the bottom <laughs> is like the most gruesome shit. Forrest Gump has to be one of the most disturbing and depressing movies. If you think about it, I went and seen that movie. I remember my, my mom and my stepdad at that time took me to go see that movie. In fact, my stepdad took me to see a lot of crazy shit. I seen um, Casino as a kid, and I remember laughing when motherfuckers was getting killed. Because you got to look at it like this. I'm growing up only being seen to watch cartoons. If I see a cartoon character get his head smashed in with a fucking, uh, with a hammer and shit, it's going to be funny. So here I'm seeing it in real life, or at least in a movie perspective, right? So I seen a whole bunch of crazy shit growing up as a kid, um... But Forrest Gump was always a, I didn't understand it when I first seen it because when did Forrest Gump come out? Literally, I went and seen that. I'm 33 years of age. You do the math. So I didn't really understand, I didn't understand the concepts of it until I got older. When I got older and I watched it again, it was sad. Here you got a disabled individual, charismatic, but disabled individual. Going through life, doing what he can do, and he comes across this woman as a child. And, and ever since then, this guy was infatuated by this woman. And he would have done anything and, and everything to be with that woman. But that woman never liked him. Never saw him that way. Of course, she never told him that per se. But that's the way you keep these guys around. See, that's the manipulative tactics. That is the tactics that will keep the man around. And throughout his life, he does all of these important, brilliant, incredible things, actually, including serving his country. And comes back, he lives this, he leads this extraordinary life. You know what I mean? It's a good movie. Tom Hanks, I mean... Everybody has their own opinion about Tom Hanks. Forrest Gump made Tom Hanks who Tom Hanks is. A lot of people will say Party House and other movies you can incorporate. I believe it was Forrest Gump. He did all these extraordinary things. And then this woman who he's been chasing his entire life comes back sick with the AIDS. And because Forrest Gump is such a nice guy, he brings, and hold up, he also brings, I mean, she also brings her child that is not his. 
So now this woman, and think about this. I really want guys to think about this because it's really a deep and red pill sort of truth. That woman did not want that man until she was damn near dead, a single mother, no longer resourceful, no longer attractive. And there you have it. That's Forrest Gump. Now, sure, a lot of things happened in that movie, but that was one of the main things when I when I really understood and really became red pill aware. That was one of the things that I paid attention to in that movie. But we're going to talk about those things. We're not going to waste any time. Replicant Fish has a 11 minute video and then he has a five minute video. The first video is the truth about Forrest Gump. The second video is the harsh truth about Forrest Gump. So without further ado, let's get it. Is a real man the sort of man that would try to fix a broken woman? Is he? You can't put a broken glass back together. Mm -mm. You can try. You may cut yourself in the attempt, mm. but basically it's impossible. Ooh, fuck. He started deep. What the fuck? Had me thinking about life for a second. What the fuck? How'd he start off so deep? What's going on here? We're going to bring that back. Y'all got to pay attention, man. Y'all need to pay attention. Is a real man the sort of man that would try to fix a broken woman? Is he? You can't put a broken glass back together. You can try. You may cut yourself in the attempt, but basically it's impossible. Mm. Hello? Hope you're having a good weekend, a good day. This of course is Replicant Fish, saying welcome back men and women. A topic and video I think you will both find interesting. But before I begin, understand I am making points with this video. Do not take everything I'm saying as gospel. And yes, use a pinch or much salt with this one. I'm just making some points based on modern times, the relationships between men and women, certain men and women, with elements and inspirations from the movie Forrest Gump. So understand, I'm making some points, but feel free to elaborate in the comment section as to anything you disagree or agree with. I do not need you to agree, just understand the points I'm making. Was enough waffling, enough fish waffling. Waffling. Let's begin. The truth about Forrest Gump, Jenny represents the modern woman. Bingo. Bingo. Now, if you guys watch Forrest Gump, and if you haven't seen the movie Forrest Gump, you should see it. I usually don't recommend any movie because I'm not a movie guy. <clears throat> like I said, I grew up going to different movies and like I like Goodfellas and shit like everybody else it's just certain movies like I don't have the there's no excitement for me to go pay money be amongst other people who have masks on inside their vehicle outside in public inside the movie theater I don't want to be around them people but she is for those who've seen the movie, if not, please watch the movie. Jenny is the representation of the modern day woman. Her activities, what she did. She was even a social justice warrior. She was with the Panther Party, but we'll get to all that. Meaning, 
Jenna was a woman who much enjoyed her life. Cooker. Had a very adventurous life. Cooker. But in the end, when she was broken Cooker. and a mess, she found and settled for Forrest. Cook. Longtime childhood friend mm. who had been in love with Jenny his entire life, mm. pretty much. And yes, of course, you could say that Jenny cared about him, <laughs> but she did not feel the same way and she could not feel the same way. Cook. She couldn't. But Cook. Talk that shit. The fuck are we doing here? I don't even have my soundboard with me. Motherfucker. Talk that shit. Before I get into that point, let me address the elephant in the room. A point some would say you can't overlook in talking about Jenny. Obviously her childhood. Now if you have seen the movie, obviously you know that she had a very horrific childhood. And obviously that influenced her adult life. Reading. What have we been talking about on this podcast when it comes to women, their childhood, their upbringing being a very important asset to who they are and who their personality is today? As in the relationship between father and daughter. The relationship between father and daughter is almost the foundation of her relationships with men. Men know a lot of guys, not today, but a lot of dudes are brain dead. A lot of guys will know a woman's energy if you know about her relationship with her father. If she never had a relationship with her father, or worse, it was a bad experience, or he was abusive, or the household was toxic, the mother and the father constantly yelling. She may grow up believing that all of that shit is normal. You can't blame her. She's a kid. It's just her seeing it. From CheatSheet.com While Jenny is not blameless in her actions, many fans of the movie overlook that Jenny's father was abusive to her as a child. From a young age, Jenny was trapped in a cycle of abuse and did not have a loving home like Forrest. While the movie is from Forrest's perspective, viewers can see how difficult it is for Jenny to break out of that abusive cycle. For a long time, Jenny does not understand why Forrest is so kind to her because it is not something she ever experienced. And another part here to the article wow. reads, A Reddit user wrote, She wants so much to be loved that she doesn't understand that they are taking advantage of her. That's why she's so shocked when Forrest defends her from harm. Why would... Alright, so now... <laughs> If you've seen if you seen this movie, right? Like I said, I I seen this shit. I went to the movies as a kid and saw this at least I was I was very young, dude. Like I can't even I can't even look up when the movie came out. I was I was young. And I went to the movies and seen it. And I never really put two and two together until just now where He's right. She had a terrible, abusive father. So the way that she looked at men and the type of men that she dealt with actually mirrored the father while she still um, vilifies the father. She goes after other men that are similar to the father. 
I nigh. Anyone do that? I If nigh. what they're doing to her is normal. Smoothie. So in other words, Smoothie. That's saying that Jenny does not understand why Forrest Smoothie. is trying to save her from what Smut. she finds normal and enjoys. As in the party life, the free spirit, free body, free mind uh -oh. lifestyle, uh -oh. the adventurous, oh, no. the fun, uh -huh. the spontaneous yeah. lifestyle. Cook! So my point is, how many women do you think imitate or emulate or are like Jenny in modern day times? Um, a lot. A lot of women are like Jenny. As you stated, Jenny is simply the representation of the modern day women. I've also mentioned Brittany Renner. She can be compared to the extreme. We're not talking about her fame, but we're talking about women with that quest of validation and women with that quest of uh, gratification from sexual experiences and men. See what I mean? Bad parenting produces bad children. People can say there's no such thing as bad people and just good people. And to an extent, I can agree. I don't like to use I don't like to use the term and conversating about somebody and saying, oh, he's a good person or he's he's bad. I, I'm not, I don't like to use those because I'm I'm mortal myself. I'm capable of both things myself. So I can't be too judgmental in my opinion. Now, if you're a fucking rapist or if you're a fucking pedophile, then you're a piece of shit. The good and bad doesn't exist amongst those people. They're by, by proxy pieces of fucking shit, right? And that includes abusive fathers, pieces of fucking shit. Abusive mothers, pieces of fucking shit. I'm not... I'm not looking at everybody with a blank slate. What I'm saying is I don't like to use good and bad when it comes to people directly if I don't know the person. And, and even if I know the person, I'm definitely, they're good to me. I don't know how they are to the next person. See, people got to realize, women have to realize that men are socially selective. Men are, in fact, socially selected because we see the behaviors, the personality traits, the attitudes of the modern day Jennies, you know, the modern day Jennies have that look, thousand cock stare. They have that personality. They have that attitude. You know what I'm saying? So they have all these traits that go along with this character portrayed in the movie. And to add to that is the obvious element as to not saying this works across the board, but the cycles of what some of these women are actually in. Now, the point I'm making is obviously many women out there don't have a case like Jenny per se, but let's say to a similar degree, not as horrific, but to a similar degree. My point here with this part is the cycles. For instance, how some men would say and see that, well, these women are dating nothing but reckless bad boys per se, for lack of a better word. Very reckless men who are treating her like crap, yet she's very fond of these men. And then you have men that may from the outside look in like a Forrest Gump 
And it doesn't have to be a man that may be slow like Forrest, no offense. But let's say a very normal, regular man may think to himself, this doesn't make sense. Betas, Forrest Gump, and this is like, if you, if you break this down psychologically, Forrest Gump is like the representation of the forgotten beta, right? Or the leftover men who made the best that, he made the best with what he had in life, believe it or not. There is a inspirational aspect when it comes to Forrest Gump, and I acknowledge that as well. But on the red pill aspect, it is the broken beta, infatuated with this woman that in his mind he puts as a princess and as this beautiful woman who can never go wrong. Meanwhile, she's living her life doing the fucking worst. But Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump is the representation of if you look at it, if you if you try to look at it in terms of modern day society, it's somebody with autism. Let's let's just be let's just be frank. If and I'm just saying, I'm not making excuses. If Elliot Roger had more attentive and better parents, doesn't matter how rich they were, how successful they were, they weren't there for that child when that child needed it. This could have been a story about Elliot Roger and the outcome of Elliot Roger. And the reason why I'm saying this and I'm using him as an example because it is the extreme. We are comparing a character in a movie that was mentally disabled or whatever problems he had. But that can be paired into the beta male because if a if if the beta male is raised in a single mother household his only guidance comes from a woman as he gets older his dependency and his in his quest for validation comes so more with women that's just my personal theory this woman needs to be saved from this she can't see that she's continually going back to men that treat her bad and it's making her life worse but the point is these men are trying to save a woman from what's normal to her. Now, obviously, being careful of what I'm saying, obviously, this is some women, some, not all, obviously. And there are many factors to what I'm saying. I may have to make a follow-up video explaining certain things to another level. But my point is, with so many cycles, continuous patterns and cycles of certain situations infused with the modern free liberation, Women like Jenny's are in a sense just going through the system, almost like a conveyor belt of women who burn themselves out. Now yes, still making points of what happened to her, but my point is, as an adult, one can seek to improve themselves and maybe seek ways to better themselves. But you see, the downside of modern times and what actually works against women is the fact that women are told that they do no wrong. So the obvious pattern that happens is many women go through this conveyor belt of the Jenny phase, the wild phase, the drinking, the drugs, the random men, the amounts of random men, and then later on, burnt out and broken, 
they then seek the Forrest Gump. If not, they then go to the Forrest Gump, who may have been friend-zoned for many, many years. The safe guy kept there just in case. The just in case man. Just in case. You know, call him Justin in second name case. Just in case man. So my point is, amongst this waffling is, if there is a continuous pattern of Jennies, of course you would have many Forrest Gumps looking on, wondering why so much recklessness is seen as normal to them. Yet these men who believe that they're normal and who actually are normal don't understand that their normalness is boring to these sorts of women. They're normal. Listen, guys. Listen. Listen, men. Replicant fish once again, man. Salute to the man. The funny thing about, and it's not funny, it's really sad. The sad thing about our world today, in a funny way, is that the guys or the people in general who represent good or who, who tried to live a life of purity or who just so happened to be raised starting to rain they just so happen to be raised in a more traditional setting those people are going to be at the biggest disadvantage going forward there's not a lot of traditional people there's people who are traditional minded i would consider myself traditional minded i would never lay down with a hoe and nut all in her knowing that i don't want a child with her I would never do that. I would never, I, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to do that. And then be like, okay, now I've never had a situation where I nutted in a bitch and she, she told me she got pregnant and then she tried to make all these demands. And then at the end of me doing everything that I'm supposed to do, she just goes and get the baby aborted anyway. But these situations do happen. And there are men who actually are solid people. Uh, beyond, beyond decent personality. But the women, as I stated before, the modern day women have equated the man to his value. So the only thing that equates to that man to a woman is his value. Now that's not to say women should date bums. I'm not saying that at all. I don't want people to think that. I'm just saying that there's guys out there who's doing the work. But see, those women know that they're not going to be able to keep the, the guy that they want locked down anyway. So what they'll do is they'll, they'll sign up to share that one guy. She'll share that one guy with four other women. Meanwhile, you got a guy, you got a plumber, you got an electrician, um, you got like a, a a teacher, a gym teacher, who's getting about, you know, roughly eh, 65, 80 to 80K. They look at them as, oh, they're not making enough. We need 120,000 a year, guy. See, and these bitches, it's crazy. Just to go a little off a topic and stay close to the subject, Selena Powell, someone I mentioned I've, I've mentioned this woman 
on yesterday's episode, which I didn't share, but by the time you watch that episode, hopefully you check this episode after. Selena Powell is the representation of a Jenny, right? I'm not sure about her upbringing, but I'm pretty sure that it probably wasn't good. And I say this, and I say this wholeheartedly to say a woman who grew up as a Christian and grew up believing the Lord and following the law, statue, and commandments does not grow up, right? These women don't just, they don't just grow up, turn 18, and go, I'm going to suck 10 dicks for my OnlyFans. I don't, I don't think that happens. I don't think a woman wakes up and goes, you know what? I love the Lord. I'm, sta- I'm sitting right in front of a church, too. Forgive me for saying this, but I don't dwell in temples made by stone anyway, made by hand. My temple is from within. But like I was saying, going back to what I was talking about, women don't, they'll, they'll, they'll there's no real light switch. Like, I, I, I wouldn't say a Christian decides, hey, I'm going to suck 10 cocks. You know what I'm saying? For my OnlyFans or a porn bitch go or not even that, not even that. I, I wouldn't even say that a modern woman, and that is like one of the many uh, feminazi type of feminazi thinking women who look at men as villains, look at men as bad guys, look at men as toxic. Exclude me, because I know women who listen to this, they may have a bunch of things to say about me. And I can care less. Okay. Um, Selena Powell decides, and I was checking out a Fresh and Fit episode yesterday, I think. Yeah, it was yesterday when I got back from work. I checked out a, a Fresh and Fit episode, an entire episode, which I usually, I can listen to like an entire episode of Fresh and Fit, but I can only listen to it like once a week because the women on the show are too fucking airheaded and they're too annoying. I can't listen to it long term. So I was like, all right, I'm going to check this episode out because it seems funny. But Selena Powell says, you know what? She said to herself, she's like, I don't want to be known when I get older for just being on OnlyFans and just showing my twat and being a smoothie. <laughs> smoothie. But the problem is the damage has been done. Your best, you have no other choice but turn to Christ. That's the only person that's going to forgive you. And I even think with certain activities that this bitch did, God might be scratching his head too. Like, man, I don't know about this bitch. I'm just saying. The same with Brittany Renner. She tried to say that, she tried to use a Bible, she used a biblical reference as a hoe. Like, she should be going to hell as we speak. The Lord said, the Lord probably said, you know what? This bitch is finished. I'm done with this. I'm going to take away all the men. I'm going to take away all the men, all the resources that I've been granting you. Because think about it. If, and see, this is like, I don't want to get too religious. So I'll, I'll just keep it on a spiritual level. If women are supposed to be the nurturers and caregivers, and if you look in the origin of certain books, 
that people usually read and go through on Sundays, the origin of the woman is not a pure woman, is she? The origin of a woman is not just this uh, beautiful goddess, this earthly woman, is she? She was actually the one who was tempted by the serpent that they call Satan, the devil, evil, dark negative energy. If you want to just break it down on the spiritual level, dark negative energy. And then tempted Adam to eat the forbidden fruit. So that's the origin of y'all bitches. I'm just saying. Y'all can mention all these other goddesses. I don't I don't go along with that. Y'all can mention Wicca and, and the witches and the broomsticks and sh I don't go along with none of that. Don't put me into that. I mean, I'm reckless, I'm disrespectful, but I am covered by the covenant, nigga. Fuck you talking about. And it's Sunday. And I'm about to start roasting these hoes. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the 12 disciples. Humbleness will never be appealing to these sorts of women until they get desperate. You see, the downside of what I'm saying is, in modern times, there seems to be many Forrest Gumps and Jennies. Gumpies. Not to the extremes of Forrest Gumps. They are Gumpies. I call them Gumpies. There's a lot of those guys. They're Gumpies. There's a lot of those men. And beta bots, beta boy bots, boy bots. Boy bots is like your genetic fuckboys. These are your, these are your cyber genetic. This is a one of a kind. This is groundbreaking shit. They are like cybernetic male whorehounds. These are like transmuted cybernetic male whorehounds the the boy the boy bots are what you would consider puas just saying purple pill enthusiast those guys right that's what i'm saying gump and jenny gumpy but you know what i mean Gumpy. Many reckless wild women and many men over Gumpy. here looking on at these reckless wild women wondering why these reckless wild women don't understand that they're creating their own paths. Some of these men make the mistake Gumpy. of trying to save the Jennies. Mwah. Thinking that they should be trying to save a Jenny when they should understand. <laughs> Out here saving Jennies. That's what Gumpies do. The fucking Gumpy. He loves saving Jennies. Right? These are the Gumpies. And the thing about the Gumpies is they go on a conquest for this bitch. They slay dragons for this bitch. They use swords and shields for bitches. Only in the long run. Not to smash, not to hook up, not to have any special interest by the woman, to be left broken, confused, and a complete and utter disgrace, disgraciar. Disgraciar. Mama Luke, disgraciar. All right, let's go. Um. <laughs>
Let's continue. I'm high as a fucking kite right now off of this Larry Bird. I'm being crossed over. The hook shot is being repeated <laughs> to my lungs and my spirit. Let's go back into the troops. He is breaking down and making several points, so pay attention. And they're seeing it from a completely different point of view. A woman in her Jenny phase doesn't want to be Jenny. saved, should not be saved. A woman going through her Jenny phase is supposed to. Mwah. Women that avoid the Jenny phase. <laughs> and they try to seek more from life, regardless Mwah. of what they've been through. Obviously, those are women trying. But because of modern times, women are just encouraged to be like Jenny. Mwah. To indulge in everything and everyone. Indeed. Yes, Jenny was a victim. Yes, Jenny was taken advantage of. But the way things work with certain things is that many people that have been abused become abusers. Mm -hmm. And it may not be in an obvious way. It could be in a way of them finding the abuse normal, as in to receive it or hand it out, inflict it. But the point is, some men go in and some men go in and date or try to date these women. And wonder why it goes wrong. Wonder why it doesn't work. And understand this, there are many reasons for why something doesn't work. Many, many reasons, millions of reasons why something may not work. But there is one reason, one point, a point not mentioned often enough. And this goes across the track to both men and women. But my point is with this one, it's for the Jennies. You can't overlook the fact that there are many women that are too broken to date. And it has nothing to do with the men trying to date them. That's a point that should be made more often. Because you will never hear women say they like the crap. Because to some degree, to them it's not crap. To certain women, what they enjoy and like and want, that's their normality. Many that have grown up in an environment of recklessness, you can only expect them to be reckless. And if it's not in the nurture, it could be the further influence of other Jennies. As in how there could be women that didn't have this life. That may have had a normal life and could have actually been a decent girlfriend or a wife to some unlucky guy but the strong modern influence of jenny's the normalizing of certain things would make certain women feel like they're wrong as if they're the ones not living the normal life understand this yes there are forest gums from the outside looking in to the reckless nature of of a modern jenny but wonder how many women that aren't jenny's are looking on at these jennies some feeling left out and not feeling normal because there have never been more jennies than there has been now in 2020 so if jennies are seeing certain reckless things as normal and the women that aren't reckless feel abnormal what's to stop them from following suit following the crowd fomo the fear of missing out go along with it when in rome do as the jennies do yeah you see whether jennies are few or plenty how can you tell a jenny that she's wrong when the world is encouraging many women to be jennies in other words focus observe remember the world is yours all right okay we still got another one to go over 
But I did put down a few notes from able to read it properly because you know my my phone's a piece of shit and it is cracked. The disadvantage of this, I have a I have a I have a riddle. Or not even a riddle. I have a little question that I see I want to see if you guys can answer this. I'm gonna give you guys a few minutes. Not a minute, but I'm gonna give you guys some time to come up with this. But the disadvantage of this to women is the ultimate advantage to men. The disadvantage of this to a woman, right? A disadvantage of this to a woman is the ultimate advantage for a guy. I'm gonna give you some guy. I'm gonna give you some time to think. Hold up. Hold up. Okay, now I'm gonna I'm I'm say it again, and then I'm going to explain. The disadvantage of this to women is the advantage is the ultimate advantage for men. That, my friend, for those who are wondering, if you have answered time, you are absolutely positively wholeheartedly correct you are right good job time 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 women i think on a subconscious level they know that time is against them so their looks decrease Looks really start to decrease. You really start to notice the difference in the late, late 20s slash 30s and beyond. But along with those physical marks that may be left, there is psychological, sexual marks that have been left. There have been traces left. Sperm DNA left within her. Her womb could be a representation of a graveyard or simply an empty hole, a hole that was already dug from the decisions that she made throughout her time. She wanted to live her best life She wanted to just go out there, hook up, have flings, believe that that's healthy for her in the long run. And she's not worried about a husband. She's not worried about a provider. She may be the strong and independent, AKA weak and problematic at best type of woman. She may just be confrontational and just can't get along with men because she spends her time trying to compete against men. Or she's just too busy riding on the cock carousel to really understand and recognize how precious her current time is. But as the man gets older, 
as long as we are, we're not getting incarcerated and locked up and being hooked on drugs, we can learn from our mistakes and push forward. And also learn and grasp a learning experience. Learn about self-accountability, something that you will find out in the long run a lot of women don't have. You as the man, you have to be the exception. And that's what I realize when it comes to women. Women can be as average as they fucking want, but they expect the best guy to come around and be there for them. And what the fuck does an average guy get? Just think about it. An average guy wouldn't dare say he deserves a dime piece or he deserves anything out of women. The average guy is the most grounded guy in society. He's getting the realization firsthand. <coughs> when these guys talk about being invisible men in the dating market and in the dating scene, they're speaking from solid experience. The costume alphas will just tell you about all the chicks they smash. Some of them paying for it on the low and they just not being 100 about it. What difference does it really make? If every if every guy is going to just go out there on a limb, damn near lose a limb, trying to keep up and maintain with these modern women, and these are guys, I'm not talking about guys who are out there trying to smash. That's a different story. There's the traditional aspect or semi-traditional aspect amongst men who they their their mind wasn't set on hooking up with a bunch of women. Some of them, they've understood, they, they, they've come to terms with the harsh realities. They're able to get in where they fit in. And hey, that's a wonderful thing for them. For me, it's different. For me, it's self-development and, and having men more in tune to the realities from a different perspective rather than these other fucking bums these fucking nobodies out here, these curtain jerkers, these these jabronis try to come out here. They come out against me. They're getting jobbed. I'm like Hogan, brother. Nobody's going over me. I'm hitting niggas with basic leg drops, basic suplexes, body slams. I'm not doing nothing fantastic. Moonsault? I'm not flipping. What the fuck I look like? The fuck? I look like a luchador to you, nigga. I'm not flipping. I'm out here suplexing niggas. Hitting with the Bradshaw fall away slam. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hitting with the Steiner driver. Niggas know about the screwdriver? <laughs> the Steiner driver? Y'all know about that. Anyway, let's let's continue to go forward. Only people who watch wrestling understood anything that I just said. Anyway, going forward, uh, the harsh truth about Forrest Gump. So he did a truth about Forrest Gump, but now it's the harsh truth. So we're going to see what he brings up now. This is a five-minute video. So the first one was 11. This one's going to be five. Let's see what the harsh truth, the harsh reality of Forrest Gump. 
Yes, but that is what's always bothered me about Forrest Gump. The movie I thought was very good. It had very dark elements to it. Yes, there was a lot of death in the movie. He lost a lot of people that he actually loved and cared about. But the darkest element I always felt from the first time I watched Forrest Gump was the relationship he had with Jenny and how Forrest was always there for her, but how in the end he actually got the worst of Jenny. He didn't actually get the best of Jenny when they were both young adults and smoothie. both at the prime of their life. And for me, he got the smoothie edition. He got the smut edition. No, he didn't get the smut edition. Technically, he got the ran down, I'm through, I'm retired. Come and save me. She's in the come and save me phase. Trash already. Trashed. She's, she's at that stage. 35, 40. She a little wore out. She a little tired. Trash already. Trashed. She a little tired. She's just looking for a man to come and save her. These bitches ain't getting no respect out here, man. You can't be a gumpy. You don't want to be a gumpy. Can't be a gumpy. And you women out here being smoothies. See, that's what smoothies, smoothies find gumpies. Like Jenny's, they find they find gumpy when they're at the finish line and they know they're done. Nobody wants them. But in her mind, she still has you. In her mind, she can go back and you'll be around. You know why? And who's that? Oh, it's Mr. MVP, Simp! Beta! That's why. Because you're Simp and you're Beta Mel. And you'll always provide until you come across this information. Now that bitch come back around. She talking about this and that shit. Adios, you fucking skank. Perfect. That's how you get them out of there. Fuck it. Cut through. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Because look, man. Jenny was out there being a certified freak. Seven days a week. All right? She was out here being a complete smeezy. She was being a smut. That was what she was doing. She was being a smut. I get it now. <laughs> She's out here being a hoe. That makes sense. Right? I'm just the crazy slut with a- Hold up, hold on, let me, let me play that again. I'm just the crazy slut with a dead husband. <laughs> Smoothie. That's your psychopathic, uh, that is your uh, psychotic smoothie, okay? That is your psychotic smoothie. Hey, that is the saddest element in Forrest Gump. Yes, I know I've made videos about this before, but this is a modern one because the first ones were bad for some reason. And here's a clip I used last year using Family Guy making the same point. Hi, Forrest. I know you just got back from Vietnam and you love me, but I'm going to go run a train with this group of Black Panthers I just met. <laughs> okay, Jenny. Go back, bro. 
Yeah, I'm dead inside, bro. I, oh my god, bro. I gotta go back. I gotta go back. Oh my god, I'm so dead inside, bro. That shit. Oh man, I can't breathe, yo. The same point. Hi, Forrest. Ugh. I know you just got back from Vietnam and you love me, but I'm gonna go run a train with this group of Black Panthers I just met. Okay, Jenny. Hi, Forrest. I know you came all this way to New York to visit me, but I'm gonna go do blow and have sex with a bunch of stockbrokers. Okay, Jenny. Okay, Jenny. Hi, Forrest. Because one the first time. ones were. One more time, guys. I'm sorry, bro. This shit is fucking funny. Making the same point. Okay, Jenny. I know you just got back from Vietnam and you love me, but I'm gonna go run a train with this group of Black Panthers I just met. Okay, Jenny. Hi, Forrest. I know you came all this way to New York to visit me, but I'm gonna go do blow and have sex with a bunch of stockbrokers. Okay, Jenny. Hi, Forrest. Now that I have the most contagious and incurable disease known to mankind, I'll finally have pity sex with you. Okay, Jenny. And that's dude. Like, yeah. Watch the movie. Watch the movie. I think that was from Family Guy. But watch the movie. What what what, what just went on was pretty much the movie. Of course, certain things happen, very important things happen, but when it broke down to his experience with that woman, that's what it pretty much broke down to. He never hung out with the woman long term or anything like that besides childhood. So while she was out there being a smoothie, Forrest was still looking at this woman as the end-all be-all. And she was a smoothie, a smut. Oh, I'll mow the grass oh. and raise the AIDS, baby. And oh, how sad is that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, we got to bring it back. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Forrest. I know you came all this way to New York to visit me. No, 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 no. I'm gonna go do it's gum. Yes, I know oh. I've made videos about this before. One more time, guys. Oh. The first ones were oh. bad for some reason. Here's a clip I used last year using Family Guy making the same point. Hi, Forrest. I know you just got back from Vietnam and you love me, but I'm gonna go run a train with this group of Black Panthers I just met. Okay, Jenny. Hi, Forrest. I know you came all this way to New York to visit me, but I'm gonna go do blow and have sex with a bunch of stockbrokers. Okay, Jenny. Jenny. Hi, Forrest. Now that I have the most contagious and incurable disease known to mankind, I'll finally have pity sex with you. Okay, Jenny. And I'll mow the grass and raise the AIDS, baby. And how sad is that truly that he's there in the end by himself taking care of the child? Damn. After through most of his young life and even elements of his adult life, he had been there for her. And in the end, yes, he got a child. Some would say he got the best out of her, but did he really? That I've always seen as the darkest element in Forrest Gump, and I wonder how many men have actually had that same experience in their life. Not exactly the same experience as Forrest Gump, but the experience of knowing a woman so much through their lives and have been there so much for her, but in the end she went off and chased so many other things that didn't actually end up better for her, and then in the end they came back to that man. And how that man basically got what was left of her. It's not in a sense of- Now I'm gonna be honest with you. That's happened to me. But here's the big difference. <laughs> Here is the huge difference. I did not go along with it. When these bitches came back and I knew 
the type of run that they had before me, and I would know the type of run they would have after me, I did not agree to proceed with future encounters. The end. Dismissed. Elimination. Elimination. Disgraciad. Anyway, uh, there is situations where if you're making progress, let's say you're making progress, but you're in your same surroundings. The only people who are going to know unless you're extending yourself to people are people in your surroundings. So the old bitches that you used to fuck with, who remember you seeing you without seeing you without shit, they're now seeing you riding around. They seeing you making money. Of course, those bitches are gonna try to sneak back in. Of course, they are. Hold up. But it's not happening. Elimination. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> A bye bye. Of saying anything bad, it's a sense of think of how a man would see it in that aspect as well, and think of how some men would feel, and think of how men would see it as well. Some men would see it and feel like they have been, in some ways, taken for a fool because they had wanted her when she was in her prime, mm -hmm. but she did not want them. Nope. But then it's the actual, Bye -bye. let's say, goal, the cheek of it to then come back. And <laughs> yes, many men, obviously, the desperation and the need and the want and the, for many men, the fear of being single, of course, they will take upon a woman that has come back to them many, many years later. But it's the sad case of... How for many men, they see it as an insult. And for the few men that do see it as an insult, it's the fact of feeling that they were not seen as being good enough at that time. They were not good enough then, but why are they good enough now? The sort of thing. And, and more than likely, a lot of these men would have advanced themselves in their lives, had actually built a life for themselves. So they would feel that, of course, you're not interested in me. You are interested in what I have. Mm. The fact I have built up myself so much mm. when before you saw me as not being anything great. You saw me as maybe being a nerd or boring or lame or not fun and edgy enough mm. or not having enough swag. Whatever Cook. the numerous things a woman would say to a man, Cook. like the Forrest Gump situation. Cook. I was not saying she'd see that she'd pity him and not actually, not saying that she did not love him to some aspect, but it was more a sense of, for most of the time, she saw him as a sort of a brother. Oh. Beta male provider. Let's just cut through the bullshit. Beta male provider. Emotional tampon. The big brother, like he said. The big brother. But the emotional tampon is probably the most important one. Because that is the one that is going to take the most time and energy from a man. Is hearing about another bitch's problems every time. She's not around when good things are happening. This is just like with certain friends that guys have. These niggas only appear when something bad's going on or they got to tell you about something bad happening. Or It's like, come on, man. I think one of the most revelating, if that, if that makes any sense, the most revelating part about life is the people you come across and the people that you consider friends and their activities going into the future or maybe the lack thereof. 
are just a reality that two people can essentially can essentially grow apart. Two people can be incorporated in two completely different things that would prevent one another from seeing the other, right? Or just by groups or even by politics or by religion or by what else, because of that, that grows and creates tension in the friendships, the relationships, kinship, family, etc. <clears throat> and I and I always and I always say to myself, you know, going forward, I don't look at myself as a good friend because me being a quote unquote good friend got me such bad result. So I don't consider myself a good friend. I'll I'm good to people, but now, like I said today, I'm, I'm mostly socially selective when it comes to people who I interact with, people who I communicate with. Other than that, it's a click, what's good, and that's it. You know what I mean? I don't try to incorporate myself in meaningless conversations. <clears throat> I don't just want to be the talk of something just off of conversational sake. If it's something of value and something of importance, is something that I feel that needs to be discussed, then I'll take the time, the preparations, to say what I have to say. But the Forrest Gump, and this was one of the things <clears throat> that I remembered actually, because I was supporter, I supported this guy for a number of years, now that I think about it, Replicant Fish. And the Forrest Gump thing is like the male's perspective of the Disney theory. You know what I mean? Got <coughs> something, some of this weed. Damn, I'm sorry, guys. That went right down the wrong pipe. Pause. Pause. But um, it's really like a representation of the Disney theory for beta males, where the beta male, the nice guy, because that's who Forrest Gump was, right? He hooked, he, he punched one of the, uh, was it the Black Panther niggas? He punched one of them. He was in the army. He did, you know what I mean? He served the country, ran this crazy ass marathon, came up with a catchphrase. Forrest Gump is a good movie. When you think about it. But when you get older as a man, you may look back at certain movies. Like I look at Love Don't Cost a Thing. I consider those type of movies to be blue pill magic. And what I mean by blue pill magic, it's a nerd or a square can come in being a complete geek, being a complete nerd and attract this beautiful woman. And the woman's perspective is none of what she she was more into the goofy, um, shy, nervous guy than the guy who that he became. He transferred himself essentially into Nick Cannon. Shout out to Nick Cannon. <laughs> and um, by doing so, he gains the attention of other women, which ironically enough, even if you pay attention to that movie, what did Christina Milian do? Continue to pursue. 
that proves when women try to bitch and complain about, well, why is it not a big deal that a guy has a body count? It's because when guys have a body count, that's appealing to a lot of you women. You don't want a guy who only fucked one chick or a guy who only fucked three chicks. You don't. You don't want those guys. You want the guys who are who are out there who are experienced with other women. A guy, unfortunately for a lot of you women, are not into those things. We're not into that. That's why you hear terms like she's been around, things of that sort. It's not popularized by men. We point out, we've we've slut-shamed the hip-hop bitches ain't shit uh, concept. The concept within hip-hop at a certain point was aimed towards uh, these whores and, and, and um, whorehounds. You know what I mean? So, I I don't look at I look at certain movies like Forrest Gump is one of the biggest ones. Love Don't Cost the Thing is something that should also be mentioned. Christina Milian and um, Nick Cannon and uh, Steve Harvey as well. Very, it's actually a good movie. I think it's a good movie. I think it's actually a good movie. Actually. I always thought Nick Cannon was a was a pretty good actor as well. Um, but the meaning behind it and why I consider it blue pill magic, it's the guy who went from rags to riches and realized that the girl that liked him only liked him because of his goofy aspect and the aspect that didn't get him pussy to begin with. So that's just like the, the mind fuck at the end. A lot of red pill troops, but... The elements within it, it's all like blue pill. <clears throat> the elements in the movie is all blue pill. But at the end of the movie, you kind of understand the concept. From a woman's perspective, it's completely different. For her, it's this romantic aspect. And, you know, bitches try to romanticize everything. But today, it's all about dick and wallets, D&W. But uh, let's proceed and let's finish this video off. Or a source of friend, a male friend. And in the end, she sort of pitied him, though she gave herself to him in some sort of pitying sort of way. So it is this I've always seen as the sad and dark element of Forrest Gump, and also a truth that I believe many men go through every single day. But always remember and never forget, it is very easy for a desperate man to take the pity that is being given to him and shown to him. But many times, those situations can lead you into a place you wish you had never gone. Because to respect yourself, you would ask the question, why was I not good enough then? And why am I now? Mm. It's a sense of observing, to be focused, mm. and to remember. The world is yours. Have a nice day. All right. All right. Another one, <clears throat> a little more harsh, but honestly, the the truth about it, when he broke it down, the 11 minute one, he actually made a lot more valid points when it comes down to Jenny's upbringing and her abusive father and how even in a movie that can be connected going forward to her promiscuous behavior, to her 
free-spirited lifestyle. She really lived a free-spirited lifestyle. And how did that end for her? I'm just wondering. Did you guys remember the movie? Let's just test the theory for a second. How did the Jenny lifestyle end for Jenny? Now, if you guys said um, lived happily ever after with the man of her dreams and a healthy condition, you are incorrect. You are incorrect. If you said she was bedridden and died from AIDS, you are right. Correct. Good job. That's the reality of a lot of these women. Now, it's not that they're going to die from AIDS, but the consequences of their promiscuous lifestyle and activities, they won't show right away. She may be making she may be making all of the money, living her best life. That may not matter to her right away, the future. Fuck that. She about getting the money now. See this bitch 15 years down the road. See, see like the loss, see like the lack of light in their eyes. Look at like the, the lack of light in their eyes as they get older. Because they've realized all those mistakes, all those bodies, all those so-called good times. A lot of these women, I'd be surprised if these women can look into the mirror after all the activities and the mistakes they've made. Because they never have accountability. Never. Never have accountability. So, you know. Just something to think about. It is 1031 right now. You know, on this Sunday episode, we're heating up. It is an hour and 15 minutes in this motherfucker. I would say we at least have a good 30 minutes left. We're going to share this episode directly after, along with the episode that I was supposed to share last night, which was the episode yesterday. And we're going to go forward with that, with the Red Pill Weekend, and we're going to go in to this week coming up and get this shit done and fucking over with the way that we're supposed to do. Uh, Friday, I think I mentioned this before. I'll mention it again because, you know, it is a Sunday episode, but I do want to have it structured, but also want to say what the fuck I want to say. I uh, pre-ordered WWE 2K22 um, a week ago, exactly a week ago, actually. Uh, Saturday night, I think I is when I did it. So on the 11th, a.k.a. this Friday, is when I'll be able to download and play the game. I'm very excited because I don't have to work that Saturday. So I'm going to be playing this video game all weekend. I want to see the mechanics. I want to see how this shit is ran. Because as you know, 2K20 did not start off well at all. Didn't necessarily end well either. But I bought the game because the shit was $15. I think like with a sale that was going on, it was like 15 bucks. I was like, all right, can't go wrong with that. And then, because I'm a piece of shit, I bought like at least 
65% of the DLCs for um, WWE. 2K21 never came out because uh, 2K20 was so bad that they felt that they needed the extra year to sit, sort of figure out how they can move forward with something different than something that appears to be more organic. I've seen the gameplay of 2K22. I'm starting to see sort of the arcade elements which is kind of cool, which makes sense. The camera angles change, which is kind of weird. That will take a while for me to get used to. But for the most part, it looks like a regular game. But that's just something I felt I should mention. That's one of my highlights for next week, besides the podcast, of course. Uh, do I want to get into... Let's get into this one. This seems to be a, a lengthy one. Pause. Janice, are you there? At your service, sir. Give me the dating project. We'll do, sir. When was the last time I went on a date? It's kind of hard to tell. Have you ever gone on an accident where it's like, you're not really sure, like one or more of the people is kind of not sure whether or not it's a date? I've gone on a lot of those, but I don't know if that counts. I wish dating was like the old days where you could just go up to someone and a conversation, you know, and it wouldn't be weird. There's not that, you know, gentleman and lady kind of feel to dating. What ends up There's not that gentleman and lady type of environment either, bitch. Be more realistic about yourself. Be more realistic about your society. The gentleman and lady aspect died when chivalry died. When men realized the more gentlemanlike and the more presentable they were around women, the more they were perceived as desperate or as uh, thirsty, they backed away or to go even deeper when they realized that your behaviors that went along with those men and the fact that you reject those men in large numbers to a point today, as I've mentioned several times, the only thing it breaks down to for most women is the value in which a man produces his dick size And yeah, that's about it. Dick and wallet. DNW. This is what matters to women. You know what I mean? So when guys go, all right, we're out. We're checking out. We're not participating with these women. These women, ironically, with their behavior and their level of promiscuity, will look at those men and say, well, you guys are incels. You guys are virgins. Okay. You guys are smoothies. Happening is hangouts turn into consistent meeting up, and then usually when you involve alcohol, it turns into a hookup. What has the society come to that has made it so difficult for us to connect with someone on an emotional, spiritual level? No, I want you guys to pay attention to that to what that woman said. She single-handedly called herself a hoe, because all you got to do is give her alcohol. And then that just adds on to the, the urge for her to hook up. That's how a lot of these women are. It's fucked up to say that, but when you see like, like I remember going to the bar and seeing dudes, girlfriends, 
at the bars, getting drunk, twerking, dancing around and shit, dancing around men. I used to always say to myself, it's 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 such a wonder why men can't truly commit to a woman. Why a man cannot truly commit to a woman. Without longevity, without knowing the person, etc. You know that uh, mushy type of BS. But really, think about it. That chivalry shit is dead. The ladylike shit's been dead because you women turned away from it. You women choose to be more promiscuous. You women chose to try to date up than really be uh, grateful for what you have available. But see, that's where women fail to actually embrace the meaning of love. The dating project proves why Smoothie. men are going their own way. Women prefer hookup culture. Welcome to Manage Your Highlights Daily. Shout out to our Patreon supporter, Mr. A.S. for sending us this video. He said, MHD, watch this video. It's pure gold. And pure gold it is. The straighter of the dating project movie got us really excited to do some more research on this topic and make a video MHD style. The Dating Project follows five single people that try to figure out dating in the age of social media, texting, hanging out, and hooking up. It was the role of Dr. Carrie Cronin in this movie that was the most exciting for us. So she will be the main focus of this video. Patreon supporters, hello! Thank you for your support. Now it's time for us to dive into this and do what we have to do. Because we men and we, we men and we, she. For the first time in history, 50% of Americans are single. Now, given the hookup culture, technology, social media, have young people lost the skills necessary to date, let alone fall in love and marry? We talk about divorce being 50%. We talk about 70% of divorces are initiated by women. Mm. And now it's time to talk about 50% of Americans being single. Oh my when you God. talk about such a big number, Damn. which represents half of the Americans, in this case, from the age of 18 to 34, we can- Wow. See, I never, I, I didn't see this. A lot of these actually I didn't see, um, especially during the weekend. I don't really have the time or I don't want the time to go through them. I just feel that the information is going to be valid, especially when it came to the Forrest Gump analogy um, towards men and especially modern day women. Um, but this 50% of Americans are single. 50%. Now, here's what I want to know. Out of those 50%, how many of those women are single parents? I just want to know. I don't know. I, I, I really want to find that out. I conclude that compared to the 22% singles in the 1950s, something is not working. Something is not working how it used to work. What used to work doesn't work today. This is where Dr. Kerry Cronin comes in. It isn't that I'm trying to go back to the 1950s and say, oh, there's some great era of dating, but there were good things to be retrieved from that era. You mean traditionalism? You mean what I brought up earlier? Traditionalism? 
You mean the one thing that y'all women single-handedly destroyed by feminism? Is that what you're talking about? You're talking about the uh, free-spirited lifestyle that y'all chose from the traditional house roles and worthy wives that men would actually work hard and build for only for y'all to go out there and become modern-day whorehounds, slores, smoothies. Look, it's a script Smuts. that works like manners work, right? Manners Idiot. are there to make you feel like you know what you're doing and that you know what to expect. You see, the script of the 50s, basically the traditional way, does not work in modern society. Thank you, sir. But like Dr. Cronin says, this doesn't mean it's a bad script and no good things can be taken away from it. So what script are we using today? Hookup culture is promising you that when you're a young adult or even into your 20s, this is going to be the easy, casual thing without <laughs> having to put in a lot of commitment, time, energy, drama. So I say to see. See, hookup culture and just the promiscuous lifestyle, the spirit of Jezebel, the whore of Babylon spirit, that is the woman's mo that is the woman's worst enemy. That spirit that she has, that she can go out there, hook up with multiple men, have five different men in her roster, be that be that woman at the end with the man, with the house, with the car, with the children. It's all a lie. It's all BS. It's just these women don't figure it out until it's too fucking late. You're willing to sort of make out with somebody for five hours, take off some of your clothes or all your clothes, do some stuff that's very intimate. And that's more casual than just going for a cup of coffee with someone. And once you say that, they kind of say, oh, yeah, OK, that doesn't make any sense. They know that it doesn't make any sense. They want the way out. But nobody's really offering it. Where is this coming from? Why is it easier to hook up than actually going for a cup of coffee and having a conversation? Mm. This is where the dating project comes in. Dr. Cronin's dating assignment is an assignment she requires of a freshman at Boston College. And we're going to show you a clip of Dr. Cronin explaining some of the rules. Check this out. So here's the rules. Two weeks. You have to ask somebody out in person. This is important for you because you guys, you know who you are. You think like this is like actual communication with somebody. It's not. The person has to know it's a date. It's a date when it's just the two of you. It should be a level one date. This is important. The levels are important. The first level date should not cost more than $10. You ask, you pay. When you hear the... Now look, all this shit sounds good, right? But this goes back to what women aren't really made to do. They're not made. And I understand why women do what they do in the sense where it comes to attractive men or attracting men. They're not going to come up. They're rarely going to come up and say anything to you. They're going to give the man indicators of interest. It's the same thing that Brittany Renner mentioned to Cam Newton in the clip that we brought up before by Mano's. Manosphere Highlights Daily. Shout out to Manosphere Highlights Daily. Subscribe to that channel. Subscribe to the channel because I am playing the content. Fair use, nigga. Fair use. All right? That being said, um, 
Think about it like this. Women will never, unless they are completely desperate. I can see women in their 30s and 40s doing it because what do they have to lose? They can't have children. They know for a fact they're not going to be looked at as top choices of wives. So the best thing they can do is approach men and try to initiate dates. But women are too stuck in their ways to really accept what they really are, which are, which are just women. She may be a beautiful woman, but there may be another beautiful woman. No woman is special. Only to the person who perceives that sort of thought-provoking emotion or that attitude towards the woman. These rules, in modern times, these things are still expected from men. We have to ask women out. We have to plan a date, in this case, a level one date, which means coffee level dates. And of course, we have to pay. Now, she's teaching a mixed class. This means women also have to follow these rules because modern society is about equality, right? This is where the problems come in. I think, you know, and I've sometimes I go to schools um, and, and I, I say, if you ask somebody on a date, you pay. And, and young women will say to me, oh, well, I don't believe in that. I really, I really believe in the traditional format. And I say, well, isn't that easy for you? But here's the thing. You need to. Isn't it, though? Think about it. Isn't it convenient for a woman who's who's already essentially a hoe? She's already fucked guys previous men she's already par participated and is currently participating in the promiscuous lifestyle she can all of all of a sudden say well that's not necessarily traditional is it <laughs> bitch get the fuck out of here hey and you need to ask get the because fuck out everybody here. needs to be courageous in this mm. culture because oh, nobody's getting any help Cunts. we can't leave it just up to the guys Cunts. everybody needs to step up and be courageous ah Women have a problem with paying. This means they have a problem with asking. This means in this particular situation, they prefer the traditional script. This is not a coincidence, guys. This strong and independent foolishness goes straight out the window when it comes to fear of rejection. You, When it comes to fear of rejection, when it comes to dating, when it comes to quote-unquote traditional relationships while they don't live a traditional lifestyle, when it comes to a lot of things... Uh, controlled and conditional femininity is a must for these women. Controlled femininity is something that, of course, she only possessed. So she controls it. So her sexuality and what she uses as either manipulation tactic or as just a, a thing just to get men attracted, that's her arsenal. When a guy is more aware of those type of women with that arsenal, it doesn't affect a man as much. It doesn't affect him as much as the next guy. And that woman may pick up on that and go, oh, all right. Guys are becoming more aware of a woman's nature and her energy. So, of course, women are going to say the hookup culture is great. Because even a bitch that's shaped like a fucking tool shed can get some dick. A bitch that has the shape of a doghouse can get a bitch. I mean, no, a, a, a bitch who's, who's the shape of a doghouse can get dick. The guys who are average are essentially invisible. The guys who are average can't even get 
a conversation, let alone a committed relationship, let alone a hookup. So, of course, those guys are struggling. So, of course, the hookup culture is going to facilitate and mostly benefit women and benefit the 20 and sometimes less percentage of men who are in that percentage, who are in that realm of being able to uh, spin plates and do all these other acrobatic gymnastics when it comes to the women. The guys who suffer are the majority of guys, the 80%, you know. The 80% are the invisible men. But none of those things are addressed by these women because what they speak on is they speak on on their past relationships and experiences from the 20 or 15 to 20% guys. So their blame on men is based on 15 to 20% guys. Then there's 80 plus percentages that are just sitting around going, oh, all right. So now they're the ones who are called the rapists and the villains and all these other things. And these guys never even had real conversations with women to begin with. And change the environment, but you can't change female nature. Now let's get into what happens with female behavior Smart. in modern times. Smart. I find it that it's easy to talk to guys that I'm just friends with. Like I'll be talking to Matt and I'll be totally fine and like goofing off. But like my crush will like walk through the door and I'll be silent. It's embarrassing because people like fear rejection. It's like, I like you, but what if you don't like me back? So I'm just not going to say anything until you give me a sign. She has no problem talking to the guy she friend zone, but she can't move when it comes to her crush. That's normal, right? But let's take it a step further because the assignment was to ask someone out who you are genuinely interested in. What did you discover? That I disliked him because of how he looked more as like, more than like, I didn't like him for his personality. And it was like a harsh reality check when I realized that like, he completely was not the person I thought he was. You wanna fall in love with someone who had. Now, you know what? I'm willing to bet, and I want you guys to really think about what she said. I'm willing to bet because that man did not react and approach the way that she wanted him to approach, she equated that man as less attractive. Nothing really changed with that guy. It's just her perception of that guy. The expectations that she automatically drawed in her mind was aimed towards that man. And she actually expected that man to be bold enough and approach and have all these things. And it just didn't work out. But before, but before he just looked like this cool guy, whatever, whatever. Now he's a piece of shit. Now he's unattractive. Now it's this and that. And it's women simply not able to handle rejection. If, if they can't handle rejection, how are they going to approach? How they're even going to have that attitude? The only thing they can do is look pretty, be presentable, take a bath. Don't be a hood booger and smile once in a while. It's the kind of character that you're looking for. Well, what if I the character and not, it, like, I feel like you need to be physically attracted to someone. My friends and I do that all the time. We'll be talking and like, right. this guy is so nice. He's so sweet. Mm -hmm. So well-rounded, yeah. but we don't go for those guys. So yeah. yeah. Perfect husband material. I wish right. I could like put him on reserve to be my. You heard that? What did Jenny do? Think about this, guys. What did Jenny do at the end of Forrest Gump? She kind of put him on ice, right? Put him on reserve. She came back when she was completely defeated, damn near dead. But she came back 
She put that man on reserve, didn't she not? Think about it. Although how fucked up her life truly was, and the fact that this guy was willing, well, this guy was naive to the nature of women, number one. But he was also naive to the nature of her and what she represented. But she came back. But these women look at these nice guys and say, well, this is a great guy. This is a responsible man. This is a kind and courteous man, and I cannot commit to him. Think about, she just pretty much said it. She, this bitch, this bitch, this bitch pretty much stated, um, these men are nice. These men are everything that I want and need. I just don't want them now. I want to be a whore. I want to get fucked by the bad boys. I want to be mistreated. Then after I ruin my chances of even pair bonding and even committing to anybody to begin with, I'll come back to you when I'm washed up and hopefully you have all the resources waiting for me. That's what these bitches are pretty much saying. This shit is despicable. Husband. This is gold. Smut. Where did we hear that before, guys? Smut. We met 15 years ago at one of my house parties, and Uh we were friends, Uh and then we reconnected um, 2019. Oh, that's who that was? And we've been inseparable ever since. It's so weird that it just... That was her? That wasn't Paris Hilton. The other chick wasn't, couldn't be. But if it was, that that'd have been terrible. It's about the timing, right? Because yes. you met him, but it wasn't the right time for him or for you. And then it just seems like he's like the perfect guy for you. He really is. Yeah. I wasn't ready for a nice guy yet. Women <laughs> <laughs> know very well what a quote unquote. They constantly tell on themselves, do they? When a guy starts really paying attention to this shit, it's really a message behind this, right? Any guy, and see, this is the this is sort of like the double-edged sword, right? This is why women will essentially hate me in the future. If you're being that nice guy to a woman who's not reacting the way that you feel she should, and you're being that nice guy for that woman, you're never going to understand this message. For those who's been there, for those of you guys who've been there and done that, it's different. Because she just told you that the nice guys, the good guys, and I think that was Paris Hilton, the nice guys and the good guys aren't appealing to them. But they'll still acknowledge the fact that He's a nice guy. He's a good guy. They're not completely heartless. It's just they're very direct. They're just saying, look, nice guys. Nah, we don't really fuck with them like that. They make good friends. Good beta, good, good, good uh, beta male providers long run at the end of their fucking careers of being washed. They make good beta male orbiters. They're good for validation. But they they won't deal with they will not deal with um, those men early on in their lives because they know they they seek the approval from more of the alpha males or they have the attraction to more of the masculine alpha frame 
type of guys who are a little less considerate. It's not that they're assholes by nature. They're just less considerate than the over the over the over attentive uh, beta male and the provider aspect, right? The alpha fucks, beta bucks. It, it's it's a true statement. There's a lot of meaning and a lot of messages behind it. And there's a lot of actions and a lot of videos that can be connected. Good man is. They're just not attracted to him. Please watch the full Paris Hilton video because she explains everything about nice guys finishing last. Do you understand mm, now? It is where that silly. phrase, where did all the good men go? Come from? Smoothie. They put you on reserve Smoothie. for when they hit the wall. Mwah. And they are shocked. When these men are no longer available to them. Fuck them! And what this young lady said proves why we have a hookup culture. Check this out. <laughs> and yet, it. Before he continues, fuck these bitches. Mwah. That's the only thing I gotta do for him. It's the only thing I gotta say to him. Matter of fact, where's my sounds at, nigga? Fuck is my. What am I doing here? Where's my sounds at? Adios, you fucking skank. Mwah. Fuck out of here. Tell these washed up women to go see a therapist. Stop it. Get some help. In the midst of that, your research reveals men, more than young women, crave relationships. Absolutely. They crave this deep connection. Yes. Why is that? What's happened to girls? That's my question. Well, yeah, that's a great question. So what, what happened to me was that when I first started, it stumbled into this conversation with... You notice what she just did? I want... I want... Men to understand something. This is like a this is a little gem that I'm giving to you. You'll probably rarely hear this. Women will never speak for other women. They will subconsciously or consciously just put their experiences to the table and just equate that to every woman. You see what I'm saying? They'll never speak for the on behalf of something. They'll always speak on behalf of themselves. With young adults, I I, I didn't know that I brought with I, me I, a bias I, that I just assumed I, I, that, oh, guys wanted, guys, yeah, guys wanted a quick hit. Culture and, and yeah. women really wanted to date. Right. But over the years, I've really changed my mind about that. I mm. really hear from many young men, I would really like to date, but when you ask a, a, a girl out, she looks at you like, what are you talking about? Are... That's the hookup culture, my guy. Welcome to the club. When I talked about the shift, and I, and I talked about the shift from 2014 to about 2016, the shift being, and I brought this up from that time to right now, guys were going to be more aimed towards being monogamous or looking for relationships and interactions with women long term and the women are going to be more based off of being fight bots and whorehounds and going out there in the hookup culture and having her fun in her 20s. It's not that they just have fun in their early 20s. No. Mm -mm. These women have cock-hopping careers. These cock-hopping professionals are out here sucking cocks on the daily. And their payoff is being taken out, being given all these gifts. But then later on, she realized that she was only used for one asset. And that was her box. And now her box 
is used up, dude. You stupid hoe! You waste your valuable assets on the streets, okay? You waste your valuable assets on the streets. You're more, you're more effective and more presentable under the sheets. But in all actuality, when it comes to being presentable, she belongs to the streets. You can't do nothing with that. And these men out here who are out here pedestalizing and worshiping these bitches. Look, you're a simp. I'm going to have to report you back to Cusco. Tango down. Get him out of here. We're not wasting time. Get him out of here. You, you know, you want to get married tomorrow. I, I'm not into that. I'm that's too intense. That's too that's too serious. This is pure gold. So I did some more digging and I found another interview of Dr. Carrie Cronin with Catholic World Report. And this part of the interview led to the title of this video. This is the question. Were there any surprises? Cronin says, yes, I previously assumed the men had wanted the hook of culture, for example, and were resistant to dating. It was the women, I thought, who were looking for relationships. But I discovered quite the opposite was true. Young adult men are looking for relationships, but it was the women who didn't want them and prefer the hook of culture. Women control the hook of culture and are perpetuating it. This women control the hook of culture because women are indeed as I've said it multiple times, Rolo Tomasi have said it multiple times, and numerous others have said it. They are the they are the leaders in this hookup culture because they have the access to sex. They're the gatekeepers of sex. So it's no wonder it's not really like a a super huge revelation. This gold, I tell you. This is why we started this channel because we wanted to highlight these things and provide some light in these dark times. This space is growing for a reason. Men are looking for answers, confirmation, because you probably thought you were crazy. Brother, you're not crazy. You're just red pill. Let's take it a step further. And I often say to young men who will say to me, well, you know, I'll say, you're gonna ask some girl out and here's what she's gonna do. She's gonna say yes. She's gonna look like she's a deer in headlights a little bit. She's gonna say yes. And then 24 hours later, she's going to text you and say, this is just friends, right? Uh, and I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> she went back and talked to 108 of her closest friends. And they all weighed in about this. And they're all skittish and nervous about it. The sisterhood's approval is essential. Mm. So if it's not Chad who's asking her on a date, then the sisterhood is going to reject this date. Women fear the rejection of the sisterhood more than they fear rejection by men. You want to know why? Because men are as we're attentive to reputation of women, meaning it's obvious that most men don't want to be around with women who get around. But the growing number of women who get around, it's not really much of a difference. So a guy either has to tolerate that or a guy doesn't get involved. I am proud to say a lot of us men are just not tolerating it and we're not getting involved and we are not. Um, lowering our expectations and our value for a lot of these low-hanging fruit modern-day whorehounds. That being said, the sisterhood is something that I've been mentioning for a number of years as well, and it's just another way of saying feminism. 
or feminazis or femis. I'm going to have to use the term femi when I uh, do my YouTube content. And I plan on doing something. Uh, no, I don't. Actually, I don't. Because I forgot uh, Friday, you know, 2K22 comes out. And I already have it downloaded, pre-ordered and downloaded. So when it comes out, I can just play it. And uh, I'm just going to be doing that when I get a chance. I wish they did it like how they used to do it. Like when it came out in the, um, during midnight, when it came out midnight, I was able to play it. But I think it's something different with the coast. And it, I would have to wait until like 3 in the morning, I think, in some cases. But I'm not doing all that. But yeah. Um... I don't see, like, I don't really see much of the surprise of where things are when it comes to dating, especially with men. Because you had a lot of guys who were suppressed by, I would say, the dating market. I mean, granted, today, yeah, of course, there's a lot more men speaking about it from their experience. But there's not really a lot of the 80% truly talking about the harsh realities. You go on a lot of these dating dating apps and the only messages you get are from cam girls and sex bots and porn advertisements and all of these things that's reminding you what you are missing out on. <laughs> all those things in which why you were there for Oh, you got the cam girl chick. You got the you got the fake profile that hit you up. Sent you like four pictures of her. But then you find another profile of the same woman. <laughs> just with a different picture. Listen, guys, man. I'm speaking from experience. You know what I mean? I had to learn this the hard way myself. But I indeed learned it. And um, I don't really feel bad or... I don't feel any type of way of bringing it up, especially if it can help the next person, because I know tons of men who go on um, these online dating apps, they deal with the same problems. And um, guys, you guys got to just understand that the energy and the sincerity of women aren't directed necessarily into bettering you. It's into bettering themselves. That's why when women talk about relationships, they always talk about what a man can, what a man can and should provide instead of what she can provide and what she can be in order to be that long-term partner. So subconsciously and consciously, the man goes into the relationship providing everything that he can for the woman while the woman is essentially told that she doesn't have to do much besides be there because she is the table, she is the prize. A lot of these women are worthless. A lot of these women are useless. They have no use, no worth to you. So therefore, you should not deal with these women. I'm not telling you to be disrespectful. I'm telling you to look at things the way that they are. There's a lot of women that I dealt with and I just tolerated. The women I dealt with, and when I mean, when I use the term dealt or deal, relationships are based off of a contract in a sense. It could be a contract that's been spoken of. Most of the time, it's nothing written down unless it's somebody who has a lot of money. 
or there's some sort of cohabitation process being made. It's only time. But it is based on an agreement, an agreement of commitment, communication, so on and so forth. If you just promote the idea of hooking up for most women, what will happen is that desire of that relationship or that commitment goes down. If that goes down and most of the men who were getting into the dating apps to look for that in particular, if they stop communicating or if they stop participating in the dating market, how are they considered the bad ones? Because remember, these aren't the arrogant guys who are out here fucking everything. These aren't the bad boys or, you know, what do they call them? The Chads, the Tyrones, the Pookies, the Ray Rays, Tay Tay, Man Man, Quan and them. None of that. A regular guy who gets little to possibly no sex. You guys will vilify him. Or you'll say that another guy is an incel when an incel doesn't bother any bitch. I mean, think... You have to really think about this for a second. And see, this is why I say before, like, I don't really give a shit. I don't really uh, rag too much on incels. When you have, like, when you normalize a group of women, of course, fucking everything moving, that can benefit them, and they can become essential uh, legal prostitutes, there, there's no real, there's no real uh, boundaries going forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit right there is a done deal. That's stamped. That's certified. You know what I mean? Where's my shit at? That's a certified hit. That's a certified hit. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? You know what I'm saying? That's a certified hit. Because you made... This is what society has done with women. So... Instead of a woman really taking responsibility for the, for the, for the shit she's done... And actually be somebody who in the long run can be accountable for her actions and can learn something from her experiences and maybe move on to better things, whether it's men or activities, something that's not connected to any of the activities and behaviors of the men of the past. They'll never do it. That's why a woman will go from one abusive relationship to another. That's why a woman will go from the one dick to another. The woman will take no time to better herself. So at the end of the day, she is completely defeated washed, despicable, disgusted, and disoriented. Okay? Get completely annihilated at the end of the day. And it's their decision and it's their choice to become that. So at the end of the day, sit down, call up Kevin Samuels, call up one of them niggas, get some help, get a consultation, and seek therapy. Stop it. Get some help. The fuck out of here. We'll need that. Get them women up out of here ASAP. A while back, we made a video about a quote-unquote unicorn Smuts. that went to college with Mwah. traditional values. Like Mwah. most girls, she was looking for Chad, and Chad did not want to be in a relationship. Mm -mm. But still, she let him smash. Because the sisterhood gave her the green Mwah. light. Smooth. It all comes together. You better suck and his course, dick. That's what they were saying. You better suck his dick. That's what them whores were saying. Because you know a woman who have a troop of whorehounds, she's indestructible, dude. 
a bitch who have a, a, a tribe of whorehounds, she's a destructible bitch. And she may not even, and this is the sad part about it, ladies, and I'm not even trying to be disrespectful when I say this. You're not even necessarily the bad one, but you are the company you keep in the same way that the man is the company that he keeps, right? So if I'm chilling and if I stay to myself, I can only be based upon me and my character. If I choose to be around a group of crazy wild niggas, if a woman ain't into wild niggas, whether I'm wild or not, I'm going to be put in that category. This goes along with women and this goes along with whoring, okay? If you participate with whores, you will become a whore amongst others. That's it. There's no looking back and and I and I heard this thing on a uh, Fresh and Fit that was pretty funny. The women on the show believed that a woman can can erase her past, meaning she can go out there, suck tons of cocks, just be out there having a sausage party, sucking tons of dicks. She can go out reinvent herself this is what these women they love to use this term they can reinvent themselves and be that worthy wife to a man in the long run after all of the bodies all of the cocks all of the cocks she's been sucking she's going to be presentable from that one special man who comes from just just from the heavens above and can just pick her up off of her broken, miserable life that she's in, and bring her to a better, bring her to the, to bring her to the promised land, right? Bring her to the promised land. But you know what? It doesn't work like that. These women wake up the last minute, realizing everything that they did was completely horrendous. Their activities are horrendous. They themselves are horrendous. Trash already. Trash. And. There's, there's nothing for them at the end of the day. There's nothing for them. Nothing. Not just nobody. Because look, the hookup culture, again, benefits women. Because the hookup culture, hookup equals sex. Sex. Gatekeepers of sex. Women. End of story. If they, by large numbers, choose the hookup market over the dating market all of the dating apps will become what hookup apps right hence tinder so these women who spend their entire time spend their spend their entire 20s on a cock carousel you know what i'm saying just 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 cock hopping it up bunny hopping bunny cock hopping to the moon and the stars they're, they're going to really feel the impact in the long run. Whatever thoughts that they've had of finding this perfect guy, and you, and you guys, if y'all checked out the Tinder Swindler, you saw that the woman equated her life and her quest of love to fucking Beauty and the Beast, a Disney movie, further proving the Disney dynamic existing amongst modern women today. Niggas ain't making no shit up over here. 
We're not doing none of that. But anyway, we're going to go forward. We're going to continue this shit. And we're going to proceed to exit. Can't overlook Afinism. When I visit campuses, the girls now... I don't want letters about this. I'm just speaking truth here. <laughs> young ladies, there was a time when young women could domesticate and control the situation and taught a boy how to become a man. Mm. Today, the culture has taught women how to become boys. Oh, that is yeah. a bad recipe. Right, right. Now the... the mm. Essentially what I've been saying, I think Tommy Sotomayor says it, I think Kevin Samuel says it, but I'm not sure if Kevin Samuel's got that from Tommy Sotomayor. I'm just saying. Women essentially become, or by our society today, you can say, have essentially taught women to become the guys who they're attracted to. But at the same time, they don't tell them that in the long run, that doesn't mean shit to the next guy. So they can have all of the benefits that a guy has and wonder why they're not attracted. They don't have, they don't get the attraction from other men because men don't want clones. Don't Men don't want mini-me's. If a woman's going to come into a relationship and try to compete with you, you can show her to exit. You know what I mean? That's really what it breaks down to. So a woman who, I've always stayed, I've always stayed in this. These women who believe that they have all of these things that men have to attract women will do the same for men, and it doesn't. And it doesn't do it the way that they would want. What what reason, like, think about this. A guy, even though it makes no sense to me, but it also makes sense in the grand scheme of things, when a man shows off his money and shows off his resources, right, he's doing that. Because he knows in his mind, if a woman goes along with it, he's going to benefit a woman with that. A woman who shows off her money is not showing off those things to benefit a man from that. She's just doing that to say, hey, look, look what I got. Look what I worked for. Look at the activities that I have. You're not going to benefit off of this money that I make. In fact, you're still going to be responsible for taking the bitch out on the dates. You're still going to be responsible for that. So when women brag about the money they make and shit like that, it always becomes comical because once again, I would ask these women, how would that benefit a man? I understand that you have this career. I understand that you consider yourself to be successful. You consider yourself to be this, that, and a third. But what does that really do for a man long term? Does that even benefit a man short term? When in all actuality, like I say, a lot of these women who have this attitude, they're problematic. I got to move this car. Forgot today was Sunday. I'm technically in the school parking lot. Like, you you would have to, the men, like, like, this is the only way I can look at it. The men who, I don't know what these people are doing. The men who choose 
to just go along this process. Like, yo, in this process, this process includes participating with the same type of bottom feeding bitches, right? And you have to have that same attitude. You have to have that same consideration with every bitch that you talk to, right? Every bottom feeding bitch that you talk to, you have to have that same attitude, that same kindness, that same consideration, that same, and and for a good percentage of men, genuine sincerity, only, only to have no bitches at the end of the day really do anything for you. You've, you've essentially done all of these things with no real result. You've wasted your time. You've wasted your money. You wasted your energy. You wasted your effort on being friendly, being courteous, being kind to every woman. Now, if you do that just on the strength of doing so, then, I mean, regardless, I can't say shit about it. But if you're doing that, if you're doing that in hopes to get vagina, right? Like that's, that's your claim to fame. Like you're going to get vagina this way. I think that's a very sad, um, very sad, very fucked up way of looking at things. And you're only going to be the laughing stock at the end of the day. It's either that or you get used and manipulated. See, that's the fucked up thing. I never thought about this. The nice guys will get manipulated in the beginning and they'll get manipulated at the very end. And this is why. The nice guys who are attended to the women at first were only looked at as big brothers, uh, emotional tampons, like I said earlier. Later on, they may be seen as beta male providers, but the more important thing is they're a provider. They were the same person before, it's just they made more money. So the concept of the woman coming back to the man is not because of what he's had before, it's about what he has now, which is mostly materials. It is mostly value. It is mostly income. Hence, beta male providers. Had to drop that down. I, I had to had to drop some science for y'all. Okay, just drop a little science for y'all, just so y'all can understand why I'm cooking the way that I'm cooking right now. All right. Guardrails are off, and I think this is then the hookup that you need two to tango in the hookup. Thing. Absolutely. Feminism is the culture, and before culture. he goes into it, he says that he doesn't want any letters because he knows what he's about to say is not politically correct in this effinist society. Women are raised to be like men and it's not working when it comes to healthy relationships. Like the man said, this is a bad recipe. It's a bad script. The results speak for themselves. Yesterday we made a video highlighting in marriages where both partners have a college degree, the wives initiate a staggering 90% of divorces. Men are confronted with this foolishness on a daily basis. Are you still surprised that men decide to go their own ways? The results are in. This is the final question. Okay. I've saved probably the most difficult for life. Oh my. You are the dating dog (laughs) and yet, you're single. I am. Now, yes. And manosphere, we working. Protect yourself at all times. 
This video has officially been highlighted. We're going into the next video, all right? We're just gonna go into the next video. We're not gonna waste any time here. We already, we already two hours over. We ended with the, with the fresh and fit clip. Yeah. So I see you came to defend Tommy, but what was your actual um, point? My defense was that in a in a perfect scenario, you see, <laughs> hear how black women talk. You see how guys and black men, melanated men, my brothers out there, my brothers, my brethren, listen to how these bitches, like how just. They're so problematic. Like, even from that question, you can feel just the hostility from these women. Listen, hold up. Hold up. So I see you came to defend Tommy, but what was your actual um point? My defense was that in a, in a perfect scenario, when a woman rose up <laughs> to attack a man, you were still sitting over here talking about, oh, I'm going to still create some random Star Wars fucking Lord of Rings you know, Game of Thrones scenario where she, where Tommy could have, oh, you should have reserved your masculine might and chosen to be benevolent like Jesus Christ and not hit her. And if this was any other culture of people, when a woman rises up to be masculine with a man, the man shuts her down. But in our, in our group, as a Nigerian, as someone who's not from this country, who's come here and sees how the Black American dudes let y'all women do all this great shit, that's why you notice black Africans, Caribbean dudes tend to fuck with white chicks. Cause we don't play that shit. You ain't gonna come up here and, and talk to me crazy. I don't do that. But now he spoke on behalf of being a African brother. A African. Okay. From his point of view, that doesn't work out too well for a woman to do the activity that she did in that situation with Tommy Sotomayor. For you, that's why I did say some shit because I felt some type of way because the way you came at Tommy, even when he was in the right, I was like, yo, because let's do the flip side. If he had slapped the shit out of her, beat her ass, y'all been saying some <laughs> shit. Yeah, Tommy fucked up raising up because I agree. He shouldn't do that shit because he is a dude, but we're the only group of men who are pro or poised that decision. White men, Middle Eastern men, mm. Asian men, Spanish men, they never have to get to that 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 verge in the path. Mm. Because the women know not to rise up. Mm. We're the only ones who have to treat you guys. Guys, guys get too busy getting beat the fuck up. Guys fuck around and get shot by these bitches. <laughs> Because they know they can do it and get away with it. They'll kill a man, get less time in jail. That man kills the woman. He gets the he gets he gets the label of the monster. He gets the label of the bad person. If a woman kills a man, right? That's not the same. Think about it. As a masculine equal. Mm. Every other race, and keep in mind, these other races, these Mexicans and Asians, they're 5'5 five five with a three-inch dick. We black 6'3, big as fuck, and we still got to deal with you. Tell me why.
You said she was talking to him disrespectfully. That's where it rose because oh, about his, you? his his commentary. Oh, I was talking. It made oh, her I was talking down. Yeah, you know I mean, like you don't gotta. You, 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 uh, wait, um, are you? What I said to you? No, I'm t- you're talking about the situation. You said oh, yeah, like, yeah, why yeah, yeah, yeah. like why so I was. It was you and the other one. The other one who was over here mm-hmm. in, in my same spot, right? Juicy. Yeah, juicy. Juicy J. Yeah, let's say two C, two C. Anyways, but check it. Like at the end of the day, no. Well, the issue with them was that they came in a way, you two, you got, it was an odd situation and where the woman fucked up. Mm-hmm. And you were still starting to say, oh, he should have rose up and, you know, been benevolent and not hit her or use some type of strength from some fucking other universe. No other race of men on this earth, on this planet, has to go to the fucking quantum galaxy to be, oh, we have to be men. We have to be relaxed. Right. The women never rise up. We always, it's always, oh, well, he should have, what the fuck you mean? She's half his size. She should have known to shut the fuck up and let him get that shit off. The same. Listen, man, he come, he came in cooking. He on something, though. He drowning off the liquor or something, but he's still keeping it together. He dropping facts. See, that, that situation... Like, I don't know for a lot of people if it's different for them. Like, I've seen situations where women really had fist fights with dudes, like, and they were holding they, they were holding their end. And people would still look at that guy and go, oh, you shouldn't have put your hands on the woman. The bitch hit this nigga with the fucking, the chin checker. <laughs> hit this, this bitch hit this nigga with the chin checker. And then he decides to defend himself. Even if even if he responds in pushing the woman back, the audience being the people will respond. The femmies, the soy boys, the soy boy boy bots, you know what I'm saying? They'll all react. But the woman can just beat the niggas ass. And that shit is oh he oh he should have known better. You know what I mean? Bitch get her ass. Bitch get her ass annihilated. Bitch get washed with the hands because equal rights equals equal lefts and all that shit. She gets washed. All of a sudden, they trying to hang the guy on the goddamn noose. What the Asian women do, Malaysian women do, the Jewish women do, the Korean women do, that every other woman on this fucking planet knows if you rise up against the men, you can get put down. But <laughs> our women, we have to contend with that shit. And you wonder why the best of us flock to other races of women because we're tired of that shit because we see that that little five foot five white dude, he can get a Karen who's a seven out of 10, not hot, but she's attractive. She's submissive. She shuts the fuck up. He gets that. We're out here looking like Cam fucking Newton, six, three, and we get Shanique won't shut the fuck up. You got, there you go. I mean, fucked up. Yeah, I mean, so listen. Like, he's the one that made her feel like she needed to get. No, 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 no. No one can make anyone feel like.
Hold up, my bad. My bad. Didn't mean that. Bluetooth audio. No Bluetooth device is available right now. I will try right, to connect right, one. Let's go. I'm a Nigerian immigrant from this country. No one can make made me feel like I was some whatever racist N-word until I let them feel like that. And they never did. Same thing with my man Myron from the African country, Sudan, shout out. Same thing with fucking my man Fresh from Barbados. Our issue is that, and I respect your position, I have four sisters. Are you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but my thing is, what my what pisses me off is every other race who's physically inferior to black men, I'm talking about weak ass niggas. Niggas who got robbed for the Amiri. Android phone type niggas. <laughs> Green text messages. I'm like, yo. And they get better respect than us. But we come out here looking like we're at the all-star game and we got to argue with you in the club. That got Ooh. me That's got me fucked up. Mm. Because every other race of men right. dominates the women. But we got to be talking. All right. I think that's enough for that. I mean, I'm not really into the flex aspect because, like, see, that's the thing that a lot of black men don't realize. See, a guy, a guy, a white dude who has the same amount of money that you brag about, he doesn't display those things and he gets more women. Now, you figure out why that's the case. Don't look at, don't necessarily look at women now because I've been in those situations where because I put less attention into women as a whole and more attention to what I have to do, the result in women is inevitable. Or in a lot of cases, it becomes irrelevant. Because like I said, I'm already on a purpose and I'm already on a level. A woman who's unpresentable, and that's the black man the king mindset of black men where they'll they'll talk bad about black about black women and still date them like to me that doesn't really make that much sense but i understand it it just only proves that women are just not really i don't know smart enough to figure that out but i won't i won't talk bad about uh a group of women that i don't date that's why i don't talk that much about black women when it gets brought up, when that type of energy gets brought up, it's funny to me because it's so relatable to so many of us black men. And a lot of us can be 1,000 about it. We have aunties that, that's like this. We got some of us, not not me in particular, some of us have grandmothers like this, mothers like this, and et cetera. So it's like, it's, 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 it's funny. We laugh at it because it's like a reminder that that's, that's a real... That's like an energy with these women that's out there to be problematic, to always want to point out somebody's wrong. And then when somebody points out their wrongs, they play the victim. You know, the everyday typical bullshit. It's 1136, man. I am wrapping this shit up for today. I have to still upload the previous episode that I did yesterday morning, so I'm going to do that, and then after I do that, I will upload this episode. I would make it one episode, but then that would be close to four hours, and I don't think anybody in their right mind would sit and listen to four hours. 
I cap myself at three on special occasions, but a lot of times I keep it to a hour and 30 minutes slash two hour experience. All right. But as I always say, it's another day. It's a rainy day, shitty day. But in the meantime and in between time, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party podcast. I will catch you guys tomorrow night. I may do something in the morning. I may not. We'll see how everything goes. Until then, I'm out. Peace.